Welcome to the Latika Vine Show, the podcast for working moms who want to lead and grow their career, live a balanced lifestyle while putting God first. I am your host, Latika Vines, and I will be sharing tips, advice, and motivation to teach you how to navigate and thrive in your life and your career. I am so excited that you are here to join the conversation. Let's get into the show. Hello, working moms. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Latika Vine's show. I am so excited about our guest today. We are going to talk about how you can soar. And I'm so excited about how this guest defines SOAR for today's working mom. This guest has three boys. She is in the military. She has written a book. She is just a super mom helping us everyday average working moms learn how to do it learn how to do it. So I'm so excited about our guest today and I'm excited about what she's going to share to really help you um, navigate and thrive in this life and in the season that we are in. So I am so excited to have her here with us today and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and who she is, where she's from, um, and then just dig deep into what it means to soar. Hello, and thank you very much, Lilika, for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. I am Rojan Robotham, and I have been in the United States Air Force for 21 years now. And in that time, I got married, and my husband and I had three children, and we've moved all across the country. And at some point, I just realized after conversations with younger people and my peers that a conversation needed to happen about how we're all doing it. How are we as women handling life as working adults, working women, working moms, married, unmarried kids? How do we manage our lives? And so I decided to write a book about it. And so I spent a year gathering data, interviewing people, and then really digging deep into what I gathered and determined that it really came down to four concepts. Just to have support, to be organized, to continue to aspire, and then to have resilience. And then that's where I came up with the term SOAR. And that with the SOAR framework, women at all levels, you know, no matter where you're at in life, can incorporate those principles to achieve success at home and at work. Because we often don't talk about the two aspects of our lives. Most times when you look, people want to tell you how to succeed at work. And very little you know, material out there about what do you do when that garage door opener goes up and you pull into your house? Because that is a part of your life too. And for me, even more so now in COVID, my two worlds are integrated. My home and work are completely intertwined right now in a way that's heightened that it's ever been. 
And so we need to just keep talking about how do we continue to soar through all of these challenges and opportunities that we have. And that is so incredible, Rujan, because right now we are in this crazy time where our lives have been interrupted. And, mm -hmm. you know, our kids, their lives have been interrupted, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, so tell me about how your children are doing and how you're handling being at home, working long hours. Um, you still have to be present at work. You got to be present with the kids and homeschooling and you still have to be present with your husband. So tell me mm -hmm. how you are able to soar in the midst of all of that. So I will tell you, those first couple of weeks was entirely chaotic. You know, as we dove into this new world, it was just a mess. And my kids are 11, 9, and 5. And honestly, you know, that's sixth grade, third grade, and kindergarten. My sixth grader has like five classes. You know, the third grader has three or four subjects. And then just the kindergartner getting him to sit still was a struggle. You know, it's not possible for me. And I remember before COVID, my oldest one trying to get me to remember algebra. I'm like, you know, so the struggles of trying to manage my own life and then trying to relearn stuff so that I could teach it to them, at some point it can start to feel very overwhelming. So what I did is it literally took two weeks for me to realize that stop, this is not working what we're doing. And I had to sit down, rethink about, you know, what is it that we're trying to achieve during this time? And so I decided that, you know, we needed to lower down what we were trying to accomplish each day. We needed to dial it back some so that we weren't all angry with each other at the end of the day or frustrated and crying and all the emotions that came with just this new world. So we decided that I let the boys make a schedule. So they decided what their daily plan was going to be. They wrote it down. They agreed to it. And so they made free time. They have academic time. They have outside time. They sure put recess on there a couple times. But I'm okay with that. You know, so at the end of the day, each day, they learn something. And then they have some time to play and have fun. And then that gives me breaks of time, too, where I really dive into my own work. And then times where I need to focus on them. So it really fits in, I feel like, with the SOAR concept, right? We needed support. We needed to all get our stuff together. We needed to talk about what we all needed, what enabled our success. We had to get organized. We set up little office stations or workstations for everyone so that they had a little place in their room around the house where they could do their work. Is it, you know, so a little quiet place, they could do it, or they had their tablet or a laptop, they could get into their Zoom meeting, or some of the teachers were sending online things they had to review. So everybody had a place, we kind of got our day, our minds organized, you know, and then we were still on track, because at the end of every day, they had to, like, tell me something they learned today. Just tell me something you did with your mind to make yourself, you know, still active and engaged. And then with resilience, we had outside time. You know, I still went running. I, once we got kind of structure in our day, it enabled us to have a sense of calmness, you know, put routine into our lives and kind of enabled us to make it through these 10, 11, 12 weeks that we've been home now. It's kind of amazing how long it's been. It is amazing. I can't believe that we were, we were sitting here in March and, and got the orders to, 
go home, <laughs> you know, schools closed. I, I mean, you know, and here we are now and summer is here, <laughs> you know, time flew, time flew, but it's so, I, I love the, the fact that um, with the acronym of SOAR, you, you use organization. And that is something that, um, one, it's a pet peeve of mine, <laughs> but that is something that we as moms have to have, you know, in order for us to receive the support, in order for us to, to have the resilience to do everything, to, to function in all the roles that we have, we have to be organized. So tell me, what are some of the systems um, you use to be organized? You mentioned that, you know, in the season of COVID-19, um, you guys have workstations. So the boys have workstations. You have your office. Your husband has his space. Um, but what type of systems do you use to stay organized? So organized, in my mind, is so many different things. And sometimes it's systems. And sometimes it's maybe relaxing those systems, you know. For me, sometimes it's okay that the dishes are dirty in the sink, right? That right now I can't have this perfect. I don't want people to think organization means everything's perfect, everything's well aligned, because that can be the opposite of like resilience or the support that you need. You know, everything has like a reason, a season, a place. So for us, like if you were to walk out in my house right now, you might see soccer balls or shoes next to doors because the boys use that to go outside. So is that a completely organized house? Probably not, but it functions for us right now for them to do their outside time. So for processes or like techniques, you know, I really look at the daily schedule, how we spend our time. You know, in COVID, it's a white piece of paper where they've made their schedule. Before that, it was my Google Calendar that had all their soccer schedules, that had their homework assignments, that had when we need to be at the doctor, when we needed to do the dentist. Like, all of that was still there. And I'm still using that for some things, but there's far less things now that we're in this season. You know, it's the health. So pre-COVID, I had what I would call a pretty good evening routine so that we could get out the door. You know, the getting out the door in the morning can be the most stressful part of a working mom's day. And so I would try and do a lot of prep at night for lunches, backpacks, shoes, clothes, musical instruments, just everything that in the morning we spend time running up and down the stairs trying to find while we're in the car trying to get out of the driveway. And then morning routines, you know, I, I like the morning. I feel like that's my quiet time. That's my peace. That's a little bit of me. I like to get up and run in the morning or listen to the birds or just find that peace in my day before it starts. And then I would make breakfasts and lunch so that all the boys had something to eat before I headed out the door. So now everything's a little bit more relaxed, you know. The morning is not maybe oh five hundred, but more like oh six or oh seven o'clock in the morning. We're all getting started because there's no commuting, but it's still finding what pace you know and what kind of system works for you to get things done, and to remember that there's 24 hours, so you can do things in the evening, you can do things in the afternoon, you can do things in the morning. You have to kind of follow your body rhythm about what works. 
I am a morning person. I get up bright and early, ready to go. My husband, he's a night person. He organizes his next day late in the night when I'm exhausted. I have nothing left to give, to do. I don't, I, I got nothing for you. But that's when he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so it works for him. So the thing to tell people is, you know, you have to kind of know yourself, do some looking, examining, reflecting on, you know, what are your peaks and valley of energy, of enthusiasm throughout the day, and then adjust the things that need to get done to that. You know, I can wash dishes when I have, my brain is dead, you know, it's monotonous, you just do it. So I can do that in the evening when I'm tired. But in the morning, I, when I like to be creative, when I like to get things going, because that's how I wake up, like ready to go. But each person is different and you just have to find what works for you. I couldn't agree more. Oh my goodness. And I'm a morning person too. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm such a morning person. So I do everything in the morning. I, you know, and I love the fact that you said um, that you run, you exercise, you, you know, listen to the birds. That is you time, you know? Right. And one of the things that I, uh, teach moms is that in order for you to to get this work and life balance thing down, you got to figure out who you are. You got to figure out what you are capable of doing. Um, you know, and remember that it's okay, like you said, for things not to be perfect, but it's done. You know, the you know one of the things that I learned very on in in marriage is. Um, my husband will say, I'll do the dishes. And you think, okay, you're going to clean the dishes. There's going to be no dishes in the sink. No, he'll just put the dishes in the dishwasher. And if there's some dishes in the sink, he still put the dishes in the dishwasher. And I had to learn, you know what? He did the dishes. You know, he put the dishes in the dishwasher. He started the dishwasher. That's all I can ask for. You know, I can't stress over the fact that there's still five more spoons in the sink. You know, you didn't do the dishes. Yes, he did. And I have to be okay with that. I can't stress over the dishes that are left in the sink. It's done. It's done. And it's okay if they'll be there overnight. You know, but that, that's just a small example of understanding that nothing has to be perfect. And one of the things that I say all the time is that, we are imperfect, living in an imperfect world. So our definition or our expectation of perfection is unrealistic. It is unrealistic. So we can't, we, we can't have this picture of perfection when it's not reality. Um, so I love, you know, that you say that we, we just can't, we just can't do that. We can't do this. So in the onset, you talked about your book and how you spent a year researching and talking to different moms on how they did it, how they are balancing everything. So tell me about your research and tell me about your book. Absolutely. I want to go back on one thing that you said there too. With the concept of not perfection, mm -hmm. one of the reasons that I, I wrote the book is because you know, I wear a uniform every day I go to work. And when I walk into my office, I look like I have it together. Mm. And I would tell, I tell moms, I tell older women who aren't married yet or don't have kids, 
you do not know the path of destruction that is just outside my door. Right? Yes. So when you show up at work, you have to have presence that you're ready for work and that you have it together. But everything behind that, like they don't know that one kid didn't have lunch. I forgot a shoe. I didn't have this. I spilled coffee. I had to change the shirt. Like all that stuff that happened, but they just see you show up at work. And I, I got this perception, and this really ties into the research too, that when women looked at certain other women, they thought they had it all together. And they thought everything was perfect for them. And I've really made a point now of trying to show people like what's behind the curtain. Or I, sometimes I say to look in my window at my house so that you can see that when you show up at work, yes, you have to have your stuff together. You need to look like you're ready for work and you need to be presentable. But what's in your minivan or the, you know, your trail that got you to that door may not be as clean. And that's okay. You know, that was one of the things I really recognized in the research is that there's a lot of incredible data, all the, everyone, you, me, we all have these stories, we have these experiences, and we're more in common than we realize. We just don't talk about it. We don't share these stories because we all show up at work, ready to work, and we don't talk about the imperfection that's just behind us, that trail that's there but we just show up, we look around, and everybody thinks that everybody else is all perfect and have it together. Meanwhile, you know, it's just not that case. That's not reality. It's not life. But we need to talk about this more. We need to share the stories, share what's working, what's not working, so that together, you know, we can all do better for ourselves and our families because that's what it's really about. You know, it's succeeding, our husband's succeeding, our children's succeeding, our community succeeding, and without us all going crazy in the process. You know, you don't want to succeed at the point where your health is at stake or you're just stressed so much that you can't enjoy life. What's the point in that? You know, we're not here for that. That's not the point of life. It is to work, it's to live, and it's for us all to achieve success and enjoy it. That, that's a word right there. <laughs> that, that is so, so important. Life, life is so precious and we were sent here to do work, to live, to love is not for us to be stressed. It's not for us to be frustrated. It's not for us to be, you know, overwhelmed. Yes, we're going to have challenging days. You know, we're going to have challenging moments, but that's not what it's about. Um, so I love the fact that you have that um, and, and you have your book. So tell us a little bit more about your book and where we can find it. Where can we purchase your book? Absolutely. So here's a copy of it. It's Working Moms, How We Do It, Maximizing Success at Home and Work. You can find it on Amazon. Look up my name, Rojam Robotham. There's only one out there. <laughs> Um, or you can search by the book. Also, I, I do a lot of things, try to do under the hashtag Together Soaring. So you can find me under my name on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, everything under Together Soaring, because that's really what I'm trying to achieve is everyone together soaring, men, women, children, families. And if we succeed, more people succeed. So the book is there. You can find the website, kind of do working moms, how we do it, searched anywhere on 
Amazon, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, all those places you can find me and the book and just follow along because really what I try and do is post things happening in my life, my experiences for people to laugh sometimes, you know, like that happened to her. Yes, it did. And some of them are funny. Some of them are like, did that really just happen at work? And I'm like, yes, it did. You know, just the whole gamut so that we can have conversations and continue to grow. That is awesome. So y'all heard it. You can pick up her book on Amazon. Y'all know, I, I tell you, since we've been home, Amazon is at my door every day. I have a box every day. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazon is still running. So y'all pick up your book um, on Amazon. I will make sure to have the link, the direct link to purchase Rojan's book on Amazon in the show notes. And also, like she mentioned, she's on LinkedIn and she is on Facebook. And don't forget to check out everything under the hashtag together soaring. Um, so definitely make sure that you can pick that up and learn a little bit more on how working moms can do it. Because we, we can do this, y'all. We can do it. But like Rojan said, we need to have that support. We need to have the organization as well as to do it. And we need to have the resilience. And what is the A again? To continue to aspire. Aspire, yes, aspire. That 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 in itself is is important. So make sure that you can pick up her book on Amazon. Check out the hashtag Together Soaring, and don't forget to like or follow um, on LinkedIn and Facebook. So thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Latika Vine Show. Thank you, Vajan, for being here. Thank you so much for sharing with me and with others about you, your story, your book, and how we as moms can soar. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for <laughs> having me. Yes. So you guys take care. And thank you again for joining me for another episode. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Latika Vine Show. I truly hope that this episode blessed you. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is downloaded. Also, have you heard about the ebook? Yes, I have written an ebook called Boss Moms Can Have It All, which clearly outlines the Boss Mom Foundation that I teach and coach working moms like yourself to truly have the foundation needed for the work and life balance that they desire. So be sure to click on the link in the description box in the show notes to download your complimentary copy. Thanks so much for joining another episode of the Latika Vine Show. God bless you.